Hello, and welcome to Babe Cave. I am Amanda Pollock, and this is the Limiting Beliefs episode. So, psychology today says that beliefs are literally the lens through which you view the world. They can, and they give a list, they can influence your perceptions, define for you what is good, bad, true, real, and possible, uh, skew your perspective in positive or negative ways, direct and or limit the actions you take, shape your character, affect your relationships, establish a specific course you will follow, determine your health, harness or hijack your passion, uh, and lower or raise your level of happiness. So, I. Uh, what does that look like, right? What is a limiting belief uh, look like when it comes to fruition? So they also give these examples. I want a new home, but I don't deserve it. Slash, there's nothing affordable. I want to write a book, but no one will read it. Slash, it takes too much time. I want to be a singer, but I'm not talented enough. Slash, I'm too old to change careers. I want a lot of money, but it's sinful, selfish to want it. I'm not good with money. I want to be in love, but I'm afraid to be hurt again, slash I'm not attractive enough. And I want to start a business, but it's too risky. There's too much competition. So um, Henry Ford has this famous quote of whether you think you can or can't, you're right. And I, over the past few years, I've really been trying to evaluate some of my limiting beliefs. And I realized at the top of this year when I was doing my vision casting, just setting my goals, how much I kept writing down the same goals and things, but I wasn't actually acting on them. So, and it's hard to admit that. Like, Hey, I keep saying that I want this one thing. So, um, you know, for instance, like student loan debt. I mean, let's talk about it. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, I had these specific goals that I wanted to do to pay down my debt. And I kept saying that I was going to do it. And I didn't. Um, that sounded really dramatic. I didn't. Uh, but even then, like with with saving and, you know, putting things into my 401k. And the more you look at things, you're like, wow, I mean, I keep saying that I want this thing, but do I really want it? And I had to work through some of those money mindset, like for me, money mindset beliefs um, that happen. And one of them was just that I'm never, I, I'm never going to make enough money to save that or to be able to pay this down. And then when I, um, last year I hired a bookkeeper and when we started looking at some of my finances and things, like I saw where I was overspending, where I was, you know, spending down in a way that, could be readjusted. <laughs> you know, I, I could refocus some things. And so the thing for me 
was that I had this limiting belief that I'm never going to have enough money to save this or to do that, which is totally untrue. You know, even if you're saving 25 bucks a paycheck or whatever, whatever it is that you can, there's always some little thing that you can do, even if it's like five bucks. I mean, seriously, the... It's just about that first step. And it's just about believing like, nope, I do have enough. Nope, this is absolutely possible. Because something I learned uh, with especially money mindset, um, as, as I've been looking into this more, and if you go back to the February uh, Babe Cave book club bonus with Jacqueline D. Gregorio. we talk about money mindset. But this whole idea that maybe you don't have enough or you're not capable enough, then you become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So anytime I say I don't have enough money or when I previously did, what I would do is then you And there's research to show this, that like if you're used to living paycheck to paycheck, even if you have extra money, you feel uncomfortable with that extra money, so you'll spend it. And you'll figure out a way to make it so that you're just living paycheck to paycheck. Because something about having extra money makes you nervous. Maybe you feel that you uh, are not worthy of that. Maybe you haven't experienced that before. So that happens a lot when people start uh, increasing their salary. And then you have... Uh, lifestyle creep. And so you got to pay your salary. So you decide, oh, I need this bigger house or I need this better car, whatever it is. But so for me, my limiting belief was just that, oh, I'm not going to make enough to have these certain goals. Well, why don't you just try? (laughs) Why don't you reevaluate what it is that you think you can't have and see what would be possible if you could? Because we have all met those people who just believe that they can. So, I mean, even going to, um, okay, I'm just looking, I'm literally looking at that list that I got from psychology today. But um, I want to be in love, but I'm afraid to be hurt again, slash I'm not attractive enough. Okay, so maybe if that's your limiting belief, what if... You change that to say that I am ready to try again and I may be hurt, but I may find the love of my life. A limiting belief around dating and and love that I hear a lot from a lot from friends is that wherever they are, that, oh, there's just not enough eligible people here. Oh, everyone's just married. Oh, everyone's. And this is something particularly um, is true in Nashville. And even with it being a city, there are a lot of married people. It is the South. So a little typically people get married younger. There's a lot of people in Nashville who went to college here and stayed. So they, a lot of them actually are with their college sweethearts. But so I had a friend who was telling, who was saying that of like, oh, everyone is just taken. There's no eligible guys in Nashville. Um, never going to find him, whatever. 
And I told her, I said, well, you know, the truth is, is that I've lived in multiple cities, large cities all over the country, and people say the same exact thing everywhere. In LA, they say that people are fake, which don't even get me started on on that because um, there are a lot of really authentic, real people there. And I think that you're just looking in the wrong places and you're just feeding off of stereotypes. But, uh, you know, people say that, oh, you know, nobody really wants a real relationship. Guys just want to, uh, you know, they're always looking for the model. They're always looking for somebody. They always have like one eye on you and then one eye on someone else, which if that's true, then <laughs> that's an amazing, that's a, that's amazing. But um, the truth is, is that I know so many people who met their husbands in L.A., Like, I know so many people who met their soulmates there. So I think that if you're finding those people, you're just finding the wrong person. Because you could have the same exact excuse if you live in a really tiny town in the middle of America and everyone knows each other and maybe you just never found your person. Um, And so you're sitting there and you're like, how would I ever even find someone? I heard heard a a dating coach say one time that uh, you have no idea who is about to move into town, get divorced, uh, move back. So maybe if you live in this small little town, maybe someone has to move home who's lived in another city or something, like been living abroad or whatever, and is, comes home to take care of a parent. Maybe there's a, a niece or a nephew or something. You don't know. That's the whole point. Like, you have no idea who knows whom. And, and this goes back to the degrees of separation episode. You just don't know where some of those things will lead. So why not give yourself a chance? And the things that we say to ourselves are the most important things. So if you're walking around saying that there are no eligible people for you to date in your city, then you're not going to find them because you're not going to be open to it. For me, if I also just don't even recognize like, whoa, I'm you know, I, I say that I want this thing, but I've just decided that, nope, I'm never, I'm not, I don't have enough money to save for that. Well, then that's going to be true because you'll make it true. (laughs) So we all have limiting beliefs. I think that it's just recognizing those things. And, uh, something that I've done is writing some of those things down and then trying to rewrite them. So instead of, I don't have enough money to save for X, Y, and Z, whatever. I say, I have more than enough to save for X, Y, and Z. And then I've done it where I'll even just walk through a list, even if I just say it out loud. But I I walk through something of like how I can make that true. So I set up a lot of like just automatic things and... David Bach, who wrote Smart Woman, Finish Rich, he and and The Automatic Millionaire, he talks about automating and how you can uh, do a lot of things quickly for yourself so you don't have to think about it. So it's not something that you're like, oh, I I really want to, you know, save for this dream trip. And you just automatically have that money put into your account. So then you're doing it. And it's kind of really awesome to see that and to see that growth. So Whatever that limiting belief is, I mean, there's going to be something else, right? 
There's all you're always going to have another thing, but just start on the first one and when you feel that resistance, I mean, I would tell myself like what's the worst that could happen by thinking positively? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. There is nothing bad about thinking positively and believing that good things can come because you will make it true no matter what. No matter what. So, for instance, if you start telling yourself that there are eligible people everywhere and um, they're dying to meet you, then you will start to notice just more and more people and whether or not it's true that they want to meet you, you'll feel that and you create a different energy and you put out a different vibe and your vibe gets higher and it's not just, oh, super defeated. We all know people who every time you say something or you're trying to be positive, they're like, well, this couldn't work because of X, Y, and Z. And that's also a clue. You need to look at the people who are around you because other people could be influencing your mindset and your limiting beliefs. So if you are really good friends with people who are constantly like, well, that'll never work because blah, 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 blah. And they don't have any kind of optimism and they have their own mindset blocks, you might want to spend less time with them. It's not that you don't have to be friends with them at all, but the people around us really do influence us and it's it's worth it to give yourself a chance to have more than you think that you deserve because you do deserve it. No one deserves it more than you. So switch it. One thing. Just pick one thing and make that your your new shift. And I promise that if you really invest in it and you really believe it and you write it down, like write your new mindset shifts down on post-it notes, you can set them as reminders on your phone. Just tell yourself that it's possible and also other things will start to become true. I promise. Really? It's kind of crazy. You just start to see the possibility everywhere, which is really fun. So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Head on over to amandapollock.com. Let me know what you thought about the episode. What's your limiting belief? What is something that you feel has been holding you back and you're ready to set yourself free? Freedom! Uh, (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, thank you so much for listening and uh, can't wait to be with you next week.